0: up my friends welcome back to another h video game experience with clear fire what up clear what's going on man hey nothing let's talk some consoles today i'm a hollywood cole by the way i didn't say that this time and we also got swinging thunder dude what's up swinging hey hey guys doing great how about you doing good brother welcome uh back to the show uh and um just popped into my head so I, uh, we're going to talk about some um our favorite consoles of all time and i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but uh i've read something online and it really made me think about this, this is why i wanted to talk about this and it seems like everybody kind of piped up on a uh, uh, facebook chat the group chat and everything about what their uh, favorite consoles are so it's kind of a interesting topic so i really wanted to add some substance to this and not just kind of go in there and talk about, oh, it's my favorite. Now, knowing I know Nostalgia and all this is going to have a lot to do with it, but that's what we'll talk about tonight and probably have a few good discussions. So, uh, before we get into that, Clear, you got anything you want to say, man?
1: Yeah, I wanted to add a little bit before we jump into that. Um, one, um, if you haven't checked out the Facebook page in a little bit, go check it out. Uh, I put a post <laughs> up last night of some stuff I was working on. Go check it out and gotta get one because on, i hadn't mailed them yet
0: and I'll say i said, i got everybody's gotta get one. Oh yeah i know they, yeah, I you know they to, hadn't i know you hadn't mailed them yeah. yet i hadn't mailed
1: it yet yeah i gotta i've gotta put the <laughs> i gotta put the transfer tape on them and then once that once that's done i can get them packaged off and sent out but they um, look awesome yeah make sure you check out the page for that and if you want one um first batch is getting mailed out and they've all already all been spoken for The next batch will go out sometime later once I get enough people saying they want one. And then you never know. I might end up making something else. Some other things that is H&K logoed and whatnot gear. The other thing I do want to bring up is in the chat tonight is one of our buddies, Anthony. And me and him are going to do a podcast and record it next week of the top five marvel heroes and another episode of the top five marvel villains that we both like so i'm gonna have my top five he's gonna have his top five and we welcome any of y'all to come listen to that and while we're just sitting here and two those villains just to so y'all know the villains and marvels just so y'all know the kind of rules that we set on this it's only things that are from the cinematic universe so only the movies and the tv shows not x-men not all that back you know everything that's done done there just stuff that is actually inside of that you know the spider-man movies of course would be considered part of that because them coming into uh uh, no way home but just had those limits on there so um poor anthony he said he already had his list and as soon as i said that he had to like cut half his list and redo it so i can't wait to see what he's got but just for a teaser of that since i have both hollywood and swinging here already What's your favorite Marvel hero so far out of the cinematic universe? Gambit. He's not in the cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> Still my he's my favorite, man. He's not in he's the cinematic
1: a, universe. He's never been in the cinematic universe. Uh, he has. Well, he was in that, Wolverine. No. No, he's not been in the cinematic universe of Marvel. He's been in a movie though, and that was in Wolverine. Wolverine Origins. The crappy the crappy one that needs to be wiped from all existence because the way they did Deadpool, and that was just terrible. And I'm sorry, they it, the guy oh, played yeah. Gambit, and that just did not I do well. I didn't like Gambit so that whole, in that one. That, that, the whole not movie that just to be wiped
0: clean. No, I know That's what the you're only saying. Gambit.
1: That's the only movie Gambit.
0: I know what you're saying. But what I do like Gambit, though. That's my favorite character that I've always liked. I know he's not Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. And I don't know why. You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is old now. He could have done it. I really think he could have <laughs> done it. But... Um,
1: they want Channing Tatum to do it and Channing Tatum's been in, was in conversation for a while to do gambit when they were um, when Fox still had uh, X-Men but yeah he could' probably don't know if do that's it. gonna happen or not
0: um, you know I don't know man I don't know who my favorite Marvel cinematic uh, character is yet uh, I mean obviously like Tony Stark's fun to watch uh, but you know this just seen him over and over. Uh, you kind of turn me on to Dr. Strange a lot. I kind of like him, but uh, I don't know, man. What do you What do you think, uh, swinging?
2: I've always been a big Spider-Man fan, so I'm going to have to go with Spider-Man on this one, plus uh, Tom Holland's super, super cute. And I, I don't know. I think everybody loves RDJ as Iron Man, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Um, he definitely fit Iron Man very well, and um, Tom Holland, I mean, he... he Nailed Peter Parker. He was something else as Spider Man. He 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 just he he fits it so well. I mean, the whole reaction during Civil War, everything was just great. But I don't want to dive too into that. I just wanted to see and give everybody a little sample of what is to come. And um, you never know. You never know what might be on those top lists there, because, you know me, I don't like to go with the norm. So,
0: I kind of like Scarlet Witch too. Uh, for multiple reasons, but one, I like her powers.
1: So you say, Do you like her for a villain or do you like her for a hero?
0: I like when she gets mad and how her powers start to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like when she gets to Thanos, it's like, Oh, you, you when he, you know, at the, oh, it's so tight. I don't even yeah. know you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. You will. I like how she turns a Russian accent sometimes and then a normal accent. <laughs> no, no accent so, something. So,
1: see, see, that's funny because when you say that. Um, because, like, that's a big thing in the whole um, chat rooms and groups, the oh, yeah. Marvel fan groups, is why does she keep doing that? And, you know, why can't she just either keep her accent or get rid of it and not jump back and forth? So that's a, been a big kind of point of contention on people and the way that Scarlet Witch or Wanda has been portrayed.
0: Yeah. So when you said just I'm uh, not going to get too deep in it but Marvel Cinematic Universe so that not count Wolverine Origins when does it start
1: Absolutely not it would not count anything that's outside of that so like you're looking at like Iron Man Iron Man 1 2 and 3 Thor mm-hmm. 1 2 and 3 um Captain America 1 2 and 3 all of those um the only movies that it would jump back to would be the Spider-Man movies because Toby Maguire and yeah. Andrew Garfield reprise their role in no way home so those are the only movies that are like outside of the actual cinematic universe we, we we're not including Venom because technically that's not I mean you can say that just because of the end credit scene but it, it was just alluded to it wasn't really defined yeah, so you've got you, we, but we ruled out Venom just because that's a gray area and you're only bringing in one character on that maybe two with Carnage so if you counted basically that Basically, you can kind of
0: say they all are just in a different timeline
1: well, how about we you do this? So you're basically saying anything
2: made by Fox is not. I agree with that. Uh, how about we use yeah. Deadpool to break the fourth wall and bring all the Fox characters and all the Fox movies into the MCU? They're
1: gonna, <laughs> they're gonna do it eventually, but they haven't done it. Oh, yet. I know, I know. I'm just, and I'm so, joking about
2: Deadpool breaking <laughs> the fourth wall and being that be the way to introduce some of this stuff. I think it'd be hilarious,
1: but I, I wouldn't doubt it. And two, they've already said that Deadpool three is going to be a rated R movie and it's going to be uh, you know a very you know for mature audiences only movie. So you never know what ha- what happened there. Deadpool in the comics of course has broken the fourth wall t- thousands of times. Deadpool is just an insane character altogether and ryan Reynolds is an amazing actor to pl- portray that even though he did portray both the crappy version and the awesome version. So um but yeah, it's just one of those things where we decided to say, let's just look at it from the standpoint of the what we know as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU part, and leave out the kind of stuff that you could just go so deep in. We even said, since they have been brought into the Cinematic Universe, the Netflix shows included as well, um, because Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, Daredevil. Punisher, Daredevil um and uh iron fist there and defenders all those are now considered a part of the mcu so and of course the shows you know hawkeye loki um falcon winter soldier all those were included as well so plenty 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 places to pull stuff from but you know excluding x-men fantastic four all of that other stuff um we left it out and not including the Hulk movies, because I'm sorry, even though they try to say the one with Edward Norton is quote unquote, kind of Canon. It's really not because it's kind of two different Hulks there, but that's always up to to, for debate. Everybody has their opinion on that one as well.
0: Cool. Yeah, it would be good, man. Those are always fun. Marvel star Wars stuff. It's always fun. There's a lot of debate, a lot of, uh, lot of uh contention way that you know it's always like people have their lore i think I, i'm so i'm stealing this from coach but people have their idea of how the universe is and if anything comes out that's against that they just lose their mind and so that's what makes it so much fun uh and it's fun to talk about <clears throat> i love when you two guys uh, start talking about the the various uh things like that it's always fun to listen to so well cool you want to get a, add anything swinging no sir, I'm excited to see
2: what everybody's favorite console
0: is. All right, well let's <laughs> do this, man. So who wants to go first? So so here's how we did this. We're gonna have do your do your runner up first and then your your main one? Or do you guys just want to do your main one and then say what well, my runner up was?
2: I think runner up first would probably be better.
0: Okay, so our number two essential console. Okay, so we'll let the guests go first Swing and Go ahead, man, with your runner-up.
2: Okay, and, and and realize this is our, our personal opinion, our favorites, because my favorite is not what I think the greatest or the best console is. Uh, my number two is PlayStation 3, amazingly, and the reason for that, there's a lot of reasons for it, actually, but um, we've talked a lot about where are you in the seasons of your life when you're playing games and stuff. So with a PS3, at this point, I'm probably mid-20s, I think. So I've, I've had the job for a while. I'm established. I can afford the hobby. You know, it's not struggling to afford the hobby. And I do realize that online came out before that. But this generation, that console, is the one I remember playing really hardcore online with. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, um gta 5 shows you how long it's been around you know the original gta 5 came out on uh on that so for me i i I think of this console and i really think of um online play and me really getting to really have fun with that and you know now everybody's got their internet connections where you're not struggling now don't get me wrong any of us who played back in the day rage quit sometimes with call of duty because of who it would put it on and lag and things like that but this particular console, I mean, I don't think it has the greatest strength of uh, the library is not the greatest. It's got some great games on it. I would argue the PS2 has way better games than the PS3 does as a whole. But I think from it's just the memories attached to it. It's just really, and I think most people know I'm I'm prior military. I did twenty years in, so we had a huge work center. There was anywhere between 30 to 50 of us at any given point and so we would jump on call of duty modern warfare or i remember i think the mw2 ground war and we get nine of us from the work center all nine of us playing online and then going to gta5 playing online you know you get whatever the lobby was on the ps3 i think it was 12 or 16 people and we'd have like the entire group of us who all worked together just jumping in there and there's a big sandbox at the time you know what i mean so that's my runner-up. I mean, I can answer any questions <laughs> about it, but that's that's what's... It's not... Like I said, I don't think it's the greatest. I don't even think it's the top five greatest console, but for me in particular, at that time of my life, I played the mess out of online, and that was a console I played it on.
0: Cool. Yeah,
1: Well, I'm, I mean, I, I just want to say just because you're saying that, you definitely have now made me have a rethinking of what my runner-ups are just because of you saying it from that angle because i never thought about it from you know seasons of life you know i didn't think about that i was thinking about you know how you know in my mind consoles that affected the gaming generations you know things that it drove and things like that how it grew and broke but you know hearing that dude one is like wow you kind of you know got me in the sensitive side to where I'm sitting here thinking, i like, I have those memories too of specific consoles like that. So, you know, thank you for opening up that yeah. to me. That's kind of more of what I wanted to say because I didn't think of it at all that way. And it's great to hear it from that type of perspective and not so much of influential consoles or, you know, what they did, not their gaming libraries per se, because definitely my pick, my top pick is definitely not for his gaming library, but you know, just just hearing from that angle is it's thank you for giving me that thought pattern because that's, you know, it just brought back so many great memories and so many healing memories. And
0: I'll get into that in a little bit later. Well, let me drop this on well, you and mix what you I up.
2: Mean, go for it.
0: Well, what so what, what I was going to say is, um, and I'll let you drop go you know, with your runner up next. because I'm not going to give you mine yet, but um, what spurred this conversation. For, for me, um, was I was reading uh, something on the internet, I think it was Cure or whatever, or so, I, I may have been, may not have been, but if somebody said, do you, the question was, do you not like gaming as much now that you've gotten older? So I said, okay, well, I'll read it. And the guy says, I've, I used to love games. Uh, when I was a kid, and as I got older, I stopped playing. And it wasn't because I didn't think games were fun anymore. It's because they got too good. And he shows a picture of Dead Redemption 2 and um he said i've lost weekends playing games so i've stopped playing uh and instead i've started just this guy so instead i've started writing instead um and so that kind of stuck with me for a little bit and it reminded me what and and he also said you like super nintendo had a picture of him playing super nintendo and it um it showed him uh uh, like with the key, this controller just down there is talking about how he could just play him for a minute and then be done. You know, he wasn't stuck playing him for, for these long adventures. So now that then it kind of brings up the question you know, what are the video games for? Right? Are they a massive time suck? Do you really just lose yourself in this world? Or are they, since we grew up retro, kind of these fun little things to do? Right? So anyway so that was just an interesting thing so that made me really think about it you know what was the best console and then it depends on that your perspective of what i've just said is kind of going to drive it same way what swinging said right so it is different it does throw it off
1: yeah i mean definitely that's and then even you bringing that up too that i mean i definitely have thought about those kind of things um i haven't really just dove into it and said, oh, wow, you know, but it's like looking back at, you know, growing up, it's like had a choice, you know, do I want to sit here and learn to play my guitar or do I want to play video games? I chose video games, you know. Do I play guitar? Yeah, I still play and kind of piddle, piddle it on, you know, piddle with it on and off and I can play some stuff and whatnot, but I got more proficient at video games than I did this. And I think that, that was more impactful to me that way in thinking about it because, you know, i lost time for that. And it's, you know, time value, you know, you're talking about, you're almost talking about economic principles at that point, you know, <laughs> okay. you know your value, value of time, you know, where do you want to put your value at? And so it's just, it's just interesting that you've brought this topic up to us and one that Swinging presented what he just did and then you present that as well it's just it's just wow that's it, it yeah. can be a really deep thought here so i mean that's, and, that's I, really and i awesome do want to
0: say that i'm not trying to say that you know i mean video games have a have a place they have their uh they are certainly have some good aspects to them as well um but uh you know that that does throw a different spin on it right depending on what you expect yeah. out of a video game so Um,
1: Well, I mean, you're talking about the the good that comes out of video games. I mean, just recently, you know, my wife has started a new job as a volunteer coordinator for a hospice company, which is awesome, you know, but it takes a passionate person to do that. Well, she's been reading a lot of articles and some of the video games articles have been coming up. And that was like eye opening because it's like, oh, wow, you know these articles with research behind it of how video gaming has helped, you know, people with mental issues late in life, like dementia and all of that has helped them have better cognitive memories and remember things and actually kind of, you can't come out of dementia, but just actually have a lucid moment more often, you know, and it helps you with things like that. It's just been really cool to see that and see how, gaming games in general video games in general can actually help you and even improve your memory improve your hand-eye coordination and things like that and actually help you grow and not just be something that takes up time
0: yeah no i mean it, it, you know you do need a cool down period and all this now like i said we're not going to necessarily get into the the benefits and uh harms of video games it's just anything in moderation right but uh you know, if it's, if you're losing entire weekends, uh, then yeah, you might for, for multiple, I mean, one weekend you, you you know, splurge out on games, you know, once a month, I mean, on a weekend, I mean, you know, whatever. It depends on how the week you had too. man, it's super productive week. I want to chill. I mean, there's a million things. So don't get me wrong. If you do that, I'm not trying to say that that's wrong. I'm just trying to bring that up. That did made me, it threw me off for what, and it's really geared toward retro gamers. What does make the good console, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, that's what I want to get into so uh, well, Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, there's swinging's back. <clears throat> Did you hear what I said though cuz you kind of, so swinging dropped off and come back. Yeah, so, so I heard
2: I heard the majority Everybody. of it. Uh and I mean, it's so funny and for those who don't know, we really don't script any of this. We don't. Hollywood called me up a couple of days ago and was like, "I want to talk about favorite consoles. I got a thing I want to talk about." Okay, cool. So, I just find it funny that the way I introduced my runner up kind of perfectly segued into that. But going back to the seasons of the life thing for me, I, I, you know, once again, in my mid twenties, uh, I had a lot of free time, a lot more free time than I do now in my early forties. So playing online, like I said, the PS3 is not my favorite. Uh, It's not the greatest console. I I would definitely say the PS2 and the PS4 are both better than it. But for when I was playing and when I was doing that, that's my big online memories of of that console. I've definitely played played way more on the PS3 online than I have the PS4. And even with the current generation that we're on now, uh my 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 number one I won't get to yet, but I mean I have and it's a different side of it. It's a different season of my life when I had more time for gaming. Uh in my 30s, between career, family, whatever, I just didn't play that much. So PS4 days I just didn't play as much online. And so it's got some. It's got an incredible library. Yeah. I think if you want statistically, I think the PS4 is like in the top five best-selling consoles of all time. I think it's an incredible console, but I just don't have the attachment, the memories, and the connection with that console as I do the three.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might honestly even be in the top three best-selling consoles at this point because I mean it sold well yeah, it's over a hundred million. Yeah, it's it's it's. Pretty crazy how that generation took off, you know the PS4 and the Xbox One generation. It, it was just wild.
0: Well, so just just to segue to yours, clear, you just that's just his, I'm right? We don't have to get you know sentimental with it or whatever. You can whatever you discern and is your best console and the way you think. That's fine, man. So, what's your runner up? So, like, my best console is of course. You know, Are you doing a runner up or it, best? It,
1: I'm gonna do. I know I'm gonna do my runner-up. I'm just kind okay. of segwaying it. Um, my best console ever. Everybody should be able to guess it, and hands down, flat out, if you've listened <laughs> to the podcast. Um, but I'm, you're actually gonna enjoy what I have to say about it because it's not so much about it, but about things around it and about it. But my runner-up, uh, I had y'all. Y'all've presented a whole new look at the systems for me and so it's like how do i pick this runner up now as where i was probably coming in with either the sega saturn as my runner up or coming in with like probably even like the game gear as my runner up you know two systems that aren't just amazing but just for so many other valuable reasons you know games introduced and things like that time playing with my little brother because me and my brother the one console that we hadn't shared was game gear you know we both had our own game gears but we sat down and played them together all the time so you know you've got uh, there's a lot of sentimental value there but but, you know i didn't really go so much sentimental value with my number one but with my runner-ups now that i've kind of adjusted after thinking it's kind of a mix between two systems Um, I know I'm kind of cheating there, but you know what? I cheat all the time, so might as well cheat here. Um, And I'm going to have to say it's uh, Xbox 360 slash PS4. Not PS3, PS4. So, And the reason why for that is because that's where I did all of my online gaming. And thinking back about it and just very quickly in this past what- five minutes that I've been given to really think about this after being presented all of these, you know, all, all this uh, other side of thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I spent all my time there and I can't count how many online friends I made through all of that. You know, the joke is, is Destiny's End Games is the friendships that you make out of it. <laughs> Oddly enough, I made, some, I made some good friendships out of there, the you know, and I played that all on PS4. Um, 360, the reason why it was so, it, it holds an important place in my life because it was the first system that I bought myself after my divorce. Because previously married, it was the first system that I bought for myself and that I got to enjoy for myself and actually get back to gaming and get back to that life of what I'd missed for those two-ish years. I mean, reconnecting with Hollywood, reconnecting with all the other people that I played on 360. You know, that's where I learned about Borderlands. Love that game. It's one of my favorite games. Um, And just all of that there, you know. And also, too, during that time, I got to play you know rock band with a lot of friends you know enjoying having that as the party game having people over and it, it was almost like a rebirth for me so that holds a very important part in my life w- with where the 360 lands for me as a season of life but then jumping into the PS4 it holds almost as equal place because as we're swinging was saying you know 30s you know family life not as much time to game PS4 hit the time that I had my son and countless hours staying up late at night, having to rock him. I was playing video games. So I have that connection with him of doing that and I make the joke that one day he's going to repeat stuff that happened in our destiny gaming days. And it's like, dad, how do I know this? You know, it hasn't happened yet, but one day it is going to happen us in his subconscious somewhere. But just having those memories of sitting there with my child laying beside me or laying in my arms playing the games and just how much that brings to me from that side of it now granted you know like we said ps4 is one of the top selling consoles ever but that's the reason why that those (laughs) that's the reason why those two consoles hold that runner-up position for me because i almost consider them equal because they dictate or point out two very important points in my life one where i got the divorce and two where i became a father so
0: yeah yeah that's good man (laughs) so we're laughing the chat's cutting up all right uh (laughs) so it's funny but um yeah, so it does kind of depend, it seems like, on where you're at in life for some people. And that's great, man. I mean, that shows a lot of, uh, kind of what the, um, video games do and what they kind of mean to people. Um, and, and mine's similar. I mean, like I said, uh, so here's my runner up it's the Nintendo Switch. Oh, right? and it was going to be my first one. Yeah, man. It was going to be my first one. Um, but, uh, you know, thinking back to that comment that I was talking about where, you know, games have become fun, but it's just absorbed all my time. And um, and so, but Nintendo Switch, we I went and bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe this past weekend, by the way, clear, so I'll need to play it. Get some. And, yeah. And you too, Come swingy. On. Yeah, man. Dude, I'll get on it. I'll get on it right after this. But um, they, uh, are we even friends on there swinging? Yeah, we are. We I believe it? we are. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I know we were, we were talking about it. I can't remember if we ever did it. But um, so I went and bought Mario Kart. And I was like, okay, I want to play online. This will be fun. The kids will enjoy watching it. So then I was just like, hey, you want to tell my son you want to play? And of course, he plays. We played like 50 CCs. We're getting first and second. We moved to 100, and we are doing good. But then the other kids are coming in to take turns. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. We can do four players. And so me, my 10-year-old, my 7-year-old, my 4-year-old, are tearing up some Mario Kart. And we are laughing and having such a great time. And at any time, we can just go, okay, we're done. It's a great, fun game, but it's not sucking me into this other world. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes people want that. Sometimes I want that. Um, when I, You know, I really like that. But that reminded me, like, this is what it was all about back in the day. This is what Super Nintendo was all about. This is what, you know, Sega was all about. Nintendo was somewhat about that. Uh, but Sega, Nintendo, PlayStation, it's just about these fun games, these fun experiences, and maybe it was limited. uh, I mean, it's Corona trigger and all that sucks you in. I mean, I get it. Final Fantasy, all these games. And I enjoyed those are my favorite games of all time. But Nintendo was just about fun factor. There wasn't saves on every game, save states, right? You had passwords, maybe some of them had nothing. You had to finish it. All Mega Man, (laughs) Anthony, right? All no. Well, they did have a password eventually, but you were expected to kind of play that all the way through. Um, And so that's how that, how it was. So I kind of liked that. I kind of like that about the games, and, uh, and I, I mean, for a minute, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, what if I just sold all my video game stuff except Switch, just like it used to be on Nintendo, Super Nintendo. You didn't have every system, right? You just had certain ones, and you kind of enjoyed those. In other words, you're just getting back to the ground level of gaming, and that's why I got this whole collection. Uh, I don't hardly ever play it, but it's just kind of fun to know that I could go back and do it uh, if I wanted to. Um, okay, Swinging's raising his hand. Yes, Swinging.
2: Yeah, sorry. I wanted to say something about that, you know, and I think you're hitting a great point. And I, I, it's something that came up in our RPG thing. And anybody who's ever listened to any of your guys' podcasts that I've been on, like, I, I'm, I'm probably more of a retro gamer than I, I I still play modern games, I still play all kinds of stuff. But for me now, between everything I have going on in my life, it's so funny. I get these huge games, and you heard me. Like I, I praise Witcher Three, but I don't have time for Witcher Three, and I praise this game, but I don't have time for that game. And it's funny because I always find up winding. Uh, I find myself going back to those shorter games, those fun games, uh, or games you can pick up and put down. Like I bought Castlevania Symphony Night for probably the fifth or sixth console I own it on now on the PS Five, and I'll get bored sometimes, like right, making dinner for the little one and she's doing her homework. I'll jump on there, level up one or two times, play for 15 minutes, okay? Put it down. Time to, you know, time to eat dinner now. Put the game away. That's one thing I think I like about the new Ninja Turtles game. Play a level, play two levels, 15-20 minutes. You feel like you've achieved yeah. something, you've had fun. And <clears throat> and I'm not going to try to get ahead of my number one, but and like I said, I keep using that term and I don't want to keep using it over and over again. But it's just where are you in life? What do you have time for? What do you value? How are you quality of life and balance and and I, I've said it before, I'm very jealous of these this generation of the games that they get to play, but like that's I'm just not there. I don't have the time. And I, I love the Switch too. I have a PSP V I have a PS Vita and a 3DS still. And I have fun sometimes just popping those out, and and that's what those games are for, you know, bite sized fun, you know. Yes. Let me jump on that, and I think yes. that's where the Switch is so cool too, because it's just basically a beautiful hybrid of every handheld Nintendo's ever had, and you know the, you know the heart, you know the big console as well. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I I mean it's just interesting to hear you say oh, that. No, that's what it is. It, I it's mean, fun.
0: That's what it is with the, uh, you know, the Nintendo's fun factor, right? And and so, did you want to say something clear before I change? I'm not going to change the subject, well, but mean, I'm about to drop another bomb.
1: Well, yeah, before you drop another bomb, I just want to jump in there and say, you know, Hollywood hits a fantastic point because you can use the example of when I visited Hollywood at the end of May, you know, uh, we yeah. hung out and what did we do? We flipped on the Switch and we played Switch Sports and oh my gosh, everybody had fun. You know, everybody played. It wasn't just a me and Hollywood playing or me and the kids playing or Hollywood and the kids playing. It was all of us playing. Yeah, we had to take turns, but we had a blast playing badminton. We had fun doing bowling. I mean, we had so much fun doing all the different games there. And we just laughed the entire time. And at any time, we could just put it down and walk away, which we didn't because we were just having so much fun. But it was just, it felt like family time. You know, and yeah. that's something that you miss when you play a, you know, God of War, because it takes 60 hours to really complete it. You know, it it takes all this time, you know, destiny to time suck for sure. I mean, that's time back in bad, I mean, when you look at the time that that I spent on, I spent over 800 hours on just a single character and I had all three character types. I mean that's a lot of a lot of time when you think about it. You just know, to put people that in spend perspective over thousands of hours.
2: Seven hundred twenty hours is a thirty day month, twenty four hours a day. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's one month uh, of your I mean, life on a character. M-
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, oh, in three yeah. characters, that's th- that's three months. That's a half. That's a quarter of a year. You know, all in just that one game and nothing else. It's crazy to think that. You know. Yeah. But you know, switch with the small digestible games. I- I'm so excited. For one, them putting out Shredder's Revenge, and two, the Cowabunga collection that's coming. Because small, bite-sized pieces of games that that you can play... And put it down and come back when you want to. And you want to get it
0: on the Switch, right? So excited. (laughs) I
1: already have it pre-ordered. I think I have it on two systems is the way I did it too, is this one, because I think I could only get a (coughs) lecture's edition on one. And so I'm getting it on Switch hands down, no question, because portability. But two, I mean, just to to have something you can pick up for 10 minutes before you get ready for bed and then put down it and go to bed without having to interrupt your family life. I mean – all three of us here are, you know, have families, have children and have to have jobs that take away a lot of time. And we've got to pick and choose when we play the games. So I saw, that's just what I want to say, just to kind of yeah. add into your point there, because I mean, it's just this is th- this conversation. This podcast has gone so much different than what I envisioned it. And I think it's going like 10 times better than it ever could be. Now, granted, sorry people, it's been a lot of sentimental stuff and everything, but you know what? Sometimes that's some of the best. I'm going to have some sentimental music there.
0: going on the whole time. What's oh, your yeah, favorite definitely. console? Get some, uh, what was his name? Fred Boat in here, whatever his name is. No, leave Fred Boat alone. Oh, Fre-
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Fred Boat. I'm going to have to get Fred Boat to come I join us. I love Fred again. Boat. He'll have to come join us for a podcast one time.
0: So, um, yeah so you can still get on especially these games that you can save anywhere you can get in a big game and you can save it right now there's people out there listening right now this is why you can have this if you just had the discipline to turn it off you know you'd be so i get it right and and you do but what do you do usually i mean at least i do i kind of go i just don't feel like cranking that up and have i mean i know once i do and get into it i'm going to be into it but it was kind of like, ah, you know, I got an hour. Let's just knock this out. And yes, and and it's not so much, okay, we're married, we got kids and all that, and that that is true. That also impacts ours, but even if you didn't have that, um, you know, where do you view your gaming role? Or what do you view uh, gaming? It seems like you look at, you know, Revelation. He doesn't like story. He don't want to get into a big Witcher game. He don't want to get into a big RPG. And we speak, call them back in the day, I don't like those reading games. That's what they always used to say in middle school. <laughs> I don't like all those reading games. And I just want to play something fun, you know. And so just whatever gaming is to you. And that's why I picked the Switch. Because that kind of, so it just kind of reminded me back to how it was. Um, and so here's the bomb that was going to drop cell phones. Okay. So this is not one of my, this is not my favorite console, by the way, but you've heard me rag on cell phone games constantly. And it's mostly because the business models that they used to suck money out of everybody. And they're doing a re- very good job at it. Um, thus causing, um, developers to know they can make money of it. Uh, perfect examples, uh, Diablo immortal, and people, I've seen them all online too, argue back and forth. It's my money. Who cares? You know, you don't have to spend money, but you're just encouraging. Yes, thank you, Anthony Gross, uh, uh, in oh, chat. But, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> the rumors of it takes like over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, we talked about that. That's the quote tomorrow. I heard. We about That's that that the quote I heard. Yeah, ten thousand. You know. and there's been not some. And there's some quotes deep of like twelve k and more.
0: We get, the, uh-huh. but that's what the point. Yeah, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. Like some guy spent a hundred grand didn't get a legendary. I mean, it's a whole bunch of stories like this. But the point is, these they're making a bunch of money on this. So why would you go back to make an in depth experience that spent takes more time and makes less money? Okay, so that's why I hate on cell phone games. I think it's poison to the gaming community. However, um, there are some decent ones right and we've kind of touched on this. we've done some podcasts and are not re- <laughs> i do care but because uh but there are some that we have not released uh yet and are that i am I you just threw me off uh but there are some that we uh haven't talked about or haven't deter- haven't found that are good okay and I don't want to get into a bunch. I'm not going to name names of podcasts. We oh what I said what I was going to say is there's some podcasts that we have done that I have not released about cell phone games. Sorry, we plan on doing more. Uh but there are some good developers for that for whatever reason they couldn't get their game to console. So they have to go to cell phone, it's a little bit cheaper whatever. Uh, and some people make good um good games that so what do they do they have energy right like, you know, every time i do a stage it's five energy i only got 20 energy that forces you to turn the game off right? that forces you to get a quick fix and move on uh so i'm not hating on you that spend money right if you but if you want to spend money you can keep doing that uh so yeah, that's
1: that's the dangerous part oh absolutely
0: but um but it just gets you that that quick. Okay, I'm gonna get on here now. I can't play anymore. Turn it off. I'm gonna go do something else. If you're not if you're if you're, you're not gonna spend money on a cell phone game like I've kind of just I know that that role. You know, in this particular game, you just get more powerful and you spend more money. Okay, you get more powerful and you still, Guess what? Stuck on a stage. until you spend more money? Then you're stuck on a stage. Why not be stuck on a stage for free? It's the exact same thing. This is going to be yep. the exact same thing. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. with cell phone games. So I do want to. Um, I know we're gonna try to get uh coastal back on here and talk about uh his game that he uh he, him and the de- developers have done he didn't do that but he's working with the developers on their facebook page and this kind of stuff they're doing really good but uh we'll talk about that game it's one of those good ones but of course they do have as free so they got to make money somehow but you know whatever we're not gonna talk about their business practices necessarily maybe we'll get into that during that during the podcast but uh, one good thing about video games is all I'm saying, or cell phone games is all I'm saying is you can hit quick licks, turn it off, move on. Um, so those are digestible as well. So that is well, one good thing about it.
1: Well, and also too, I'll add since at least two of us, if not three, I think three, the three of us have Xbox Game Pass. Yes. Games Pass on your cell phone is actually really pretty cool because you're cloud gaming and gaming actual real games now. Of course, I advise anybody that tries it to get a controller adapter or even make sure you have a controller connect, that can connect, connect to your phone to play it. But I think that's been a really nice addition to the gaming world that doesn't take away from gaming as much. I mean, yeah, it's still not the whole keep gaming pure because, of course, not physical media, not all that stuff. At any time, you can lose the game because it's on a Street server for four. and pull it. Yeah. So, but... I can play Shredder's Revenge, you know, wherever right now, because it's a cloud, you know, it's a game on Games Pass that I think it allows cloud gaming. I'll have to check and I can check real quick while we're sitting here, but that's just one of those things that I've enjoyed about it because when I was down in, uh, lower Mississippi living, um, Hollywood told me about forager and this is when I just gotten the series X and I'm like well let me check it out because I have games pass with it and I was able to get onto it and play it on my phone so now I'm able to do a few things with my son and have this little game playing because forger is not a game that I have to like monitor and everything I dig a little bit and walk away and come back and it was great it's been a great thing to be able to help me keep up with my hobby that I enjoy is kind of what I'm leading to on that point
0: yeah, but just for if you don't mistake what we're saying here, hey, uh, using your phone as a screen for Xbox games is not the same as a... It's not the that, same as games. Same as, as a, a cell phone a, yeah, game. I'm not, say, not saying okay. it is. I'm
1: just saying that's just kind of, you know, that other aside there.
0: All right, so uh, let's jump into the primary. So let's say what's your favorite, or not necessarily favorite, what do you think the best console is of all time swinging? What's yours?
2: is it my favorite or the best
0: so whatever your one you favorite. came up with is your number 1 no, whatever you think that your be- I'm hoping your favorite will be the best for you
2: no but i, I can hit both i mean kind of cheating like clear did earlier i think the, the best, best spec, is one blah, blah, I, I blah. Think but let's just say the yeah the best i think is the playstation 2 but my favorite is the super nintendo okay the super nintendo is my favorite console And I won't hit on the PS2 too much, but here's the thing. For those of us who grew up with gaming, when you go back to the Atari, or further back if you can, Atari did what it did. Nintendo, you know, it, it brought back, you know, gamings to the home consoles and everything like that. But the Super Nintendo was such a huge jump from what the Nintendo and the Atari were doing to the Super Nintendo. We've talked about the Super Nintendo a ton of times. It's just fun. It is so much fun, and the thing is, has anybody watched Stranger Things in the in the in the chat here in the
0: group here? I'm I, only on you, tri- episode four I've, of first uh, season, so don't spoil. I,
1: I've tried. I've tried so many times, and I just could not okay. get into it. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> here,
2: here's here's what, I, here's what here's what I'm trying to say one. about it though. Here's what I'm trying to say about it though. So the show takes place in the '80s, and you see these kids how we grew up. You know, you didn't have online. You didn't have this. So, you know, you knew where everybody was because of where their bikes were. And going back to what we're talking about with the Wii or the Switch, whatever. So the Super Nintendo was either mainly two players if it was a two, you know, a co-op game. But you'd have four, five, six, seven people. You're at so-and-so's birthday party. You're at so-and-so's house for a sleepover. You're doing whatever. And it's just these fun games. You guys are taking turns on Mortal Kombat. You're taking turns on you know, whatever game, if you're playing Tecmo Bowl or whatever game it is. But the thing with the Super Nintendo for me was like, it's just jaw-dropping. Like, seeing the original Zelda and then seeing Link to the Past was just mind-blowing. And while Mario 1 and Link 1 and all this stuff did what it did, started those franchises, the Super Nintendo, in my opinion, just took it to a different level and it opened up a lot of things you still see today. A lot of the things that were introduced in Link to the Past are still tropes that are continuously put on in every Zelda game ever since. Um, And so, I I don't know. For me, it's it's that time again. It's the nostalgia. That is when I really got hardcore into gaming. And I think Hollywood's brought this point up before, and I think I have too, but the Nintendo was, it was kind of this mix of trying something new but still having that arcade mentality. The games were super hard. The games were very repetitive. The games were very long. And it's like the Super Nintendo was was kind of that birth of ideas when it came to gaming. I mean, RPGs existed before, but they really expanded it. They really tried different things. And we were talking about this before, little Easter eggs and hidden paths. and, And I don't know. We can go on through, and we've done these podcasts with all these incredible games, but... Then it goes back to preference. I love RPGs. And it's funny because video games is one of the few things I think that gets away with multiple golden eras. The golden era of JRPGs, you could definitely make an argument for the Super Nintendo as a console of choice for JRPGs at that time frame. Say the same thing with the PS1 as well. But uh, beat-em-ups, which is funny because we're sitting here playing Ninja Turtles right now. Take that game, Take take a screenshot of that game that we're all playing right now and compare it to Turtles in Time, and guess what? Pixel art is fun. Pixel art is appreciated. You know, that graphical style from 30-plus years ago is still applicable today. There's something about it that grabs people's attentions, and it goes back to what I think you were saying earlier, Hollywood, where, you know, somebody's playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's just so realistic, but I don't know. I kind of love, me personally, I love the graphical displays for the Super Nintendo because... I know I'm playing a video game, but it's a fun video game. I am in a fantasy world doing whatever. I'm not in. I'm not super ultra-realistic setting of X, Y, or Z playing this game. And then if you look back at those games, I mean, even Chrono Trigger, which we've all bragged about, or Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 or whatever, those are long games, but they're not nearly as long as the RPGs you have today. So, I mean, you could sit there and go, I want to play an RPG. I want to play Chrono Trigger. You can knock it out in 20 hours. You can knock it out in 30 hours. You don't need to spend 147 hours on it like Witcher 3. But for me, it just goes back to it was just so much fun at a very impressionable time in my life because that console came out in 91, I do believe. So I was 10. 10, 11, 12, 13, probably the most impressionable times I was when I was playing games, and and that's the console that sticks to me. And it, it goes back to where my... Runner-up was my really big playing into online gaming. I just remember a ton of me and my friends at so and so's house for whatever reason, just playing a, a a ton of Super Nintendo games, Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat, once again NBA Jam, and just having fun. And that's that is my that is my favorite console, but for the younger generation. I personally believe the PS2 is the best console, but I also think the PS2 is where we stopped making that generation, the, the PS2, GameCube, Xbox One, is where the graphical jumps from console to console slow down. You look at the difference between a you know, PS1 to a PS2 game, it is huge. We're remaking PS2 games as we speak right now. You can go back and play a PS2 game, a GameCube game, an Xbox One game, it doesn't look as pretty, but it's not as jarring of a graphical difference between three generations as it go as it used to be from generation to generation. And I feel bad for the younger generation who doesn't you once again, when we saw a new console, it was earth-shattering. First time you saw Halo
0: yeah, I love you'd that. never seen
2: anything like Halo before And so I, in my opinion, that's kind of Super Nintendo to PS2, that, that you know eight-year gap was just incredible to live through, to see from console to console to console. There was just these ginormous leaps of technology. And once again, I'm not bagging on the stuff now, but you can go grab a PS3 game, you can grab a PS5 game, and yeah, it looks prettier, there's more space, the graphics are better, the background's better, there's more to do, but is there really that big of a difference? If you really want to dig down to the bare bones of it?
0: I'm holding off on commenting because I'm I'm saving that for mine too. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. But uh, but I will say about the Super Nintendo, you know, like um. So yeah, that that's kind of the that you know that of course was kind of thinking that for me as well. Uh, where gaming was just gaming, uh, and Anthony's put in a chat. It looks like a game, a good game, but a game, and it's true. I mean, you knew you were playing a game. You knew you're. It's quick, and you can just play the game. You're not going to get absorbed into it necessarily. And we've ca- talked about why we think that's uh, the difference, where you can kind of, you know, you imagine certain things. So some of you had to use your imagination on some of those so to kind of bridge that gap that way, and, and it's kind of just, uh, you know, branded itself on your your mind or whatever, or whatever. I don't know how that works, but uh, oh, hold on, stand by. Oh, there's video. Okay. So little technical difficulties, but um, but anyway, yeah. So that I, I did like that. I get what you're saying. Um, but yep, I'm holding off a little bit on my uh, number one. So it's clear because I, I guess you're gonna kind of play onto that a little bit. Okay. So you want to go ahead? And clear.
1: Genesis does what Nintendo don't.
0: <laughs> I knew that
1: was coming. You should have. Well, I didn't know you were picking Super Nintendo, so it just made it easy for me. Well, I knew I knew payments. you were picking.
2: I knew you were picking Sega Genesis. I regret going before you now.
1: So the reason why I picked Genesis is not because of how much fun I had with it, which, of course, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much fun I had with it. It's for the for what I just said. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. They created the console wars. They fired the first shot. They made Nintendo work harder. Nintendo was smooth sailing with the NES. And yes, you had the master system out and everything. But when the Genesis hit for Sega, that was a big hit for them. A lot of people love that system. It's a great system. If you can pick up an old Genesis, get one. If you can find it, it's, uh, the classic Genesis little mini console, get it. Great games on it. Fantastic. But it created this controversy it's just like and i'm going to reference this because i love using this because it's a great reference because it it hits close for all of us monday night wars with wcw with wcw and, and wwf at the time that controversy created so much buzz about everything and especially buzz at a time when you didn't have internet, you know, and it's just what you're talking about at school. Same thing happened with the Genesis and the Nintendo. They hit, uh, the Genesis hits, and you're like, oh my gosh, where's this coming from? It was edgy, I mean, they, they had edgy articles, they had edgy ads, they they made a, and they push all this stuff you know, on, on to Nintendo to make them fight back. I mean, here's an here's an article here's an article ad that I don't remember seeing, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. It said, "Why did the hedgehog cross the road?" And it says to get to Super Mario Two Land. It was a Game Boy ad, and just thinking about that that they had to play back and forth against each other with these ads. I mean, one of the Genesis ads, "Your world will never be the same." I mean, they've got classic just ads that grab you, you know, I mean, you see just all this stuff here. I mean, it's great. And then of course, then you add on to it. They created a new franchise with Sonic, the hedgehog, Sonic, the hedgehog is beloved by many people, even to this day, even though the Genesis died and Sega, Sega's the consoles died. But I mean, he's got arguably between either Mario movies or Sonic movies. He's all, all, arguably has the better made movies, you know, so I mean it's just one of those things where they came in, they laid out the gauntlet for Nintendo to compete against them, and they did. It was great. It just had so much fun at that time to play games because it's like, are you playing it on Genesis or are you playing it on Nintendo? Prime example, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 1, blood on the Genesis, not on Nintendo. Nintendo still was trying to keep their squeaky clean image at the time, and Genesis is like, we're you throw blood in there. Ain't no big deal, you know? They, made, they, they pushed so much of those different things. And yes, Genesis lovers love to bring more coming. I will always bring it up. Hollywood. It's all they got. Always. It's bring all it. they got. It's not, it's not all they got. We got Sonic too. We got Toe, Jam & Earl. Okay. Another prime example that, you know, you were talking about earlier is you're talking about looking at the graphics, um, comparing, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge to Turtles in Time. Well, you know, it, it's the same concept. Yeah. Great. But compare, Turtles in Time to Comic Zone. <clears throat> or not Turtles in Time, but um but Shredder's Revenge to Comic Zone. And you see more of the graphics. Oh yeah. The graphical look happen there between those two than you do between Turtles in Time and that. Hyperstone. So you actually can see you can actually see where they're pulling from not where like Shredder's Revenge, this classic modern game, is actually not pulling just from The turtle franchise but from other areas including the genesis including those games that push the boundaries even more so than nintendo did with with the super nintendo you know genesis yeah they had the crappy sound on some of some (laughs) of the models i mean we've talked about mine all the time the crazy sounds that would come out of my system but man you're talking about graphic boundary pushing they did that Time in and time out with all their games. I mean, Toad Jam and Earl's a beautiful game. It's still beautiful to this day, and it's a Genesis game. You know? Oh, I mean, man. I look, thought you were
0: talking about Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country and Star Fox and Killer Instinct. No. Oh, okay. Never no. mind.
1: Yeah, they, they did. They pushed it that way, but I'm talking about different types of graphics. You're talking about realistic or realism graphics. I'm <clears throat> talking about color and brightness and things like that you know killer instinct wasn't a bright game it was a dark game you know it wasn't colorful bright you know but when you look at something like comic zone that is a you know fighting game that is it's not quite the beat up but it kind of is when like you yoshi's look at, island too when you look at when you look at comic comics zone for instance that's a very bright game for a game that's kind of dark and especially dark in the whole underlying of a story. Vector man's a great know? series on the Genesis as well. I love that. I mean, it's, it's what Genesis brought to the table and made Nintendo push to actually change. Cause I honestly think that if Genesis didn't come around, Nintendo would have gotten lazy and we wouldn't be where we are at now with gaming. Now, we probably'd be pretty close to it, but I don't think we'd be at what we are now. I mean, you have PlayStation, Sony that wanted to get into the business because I see how hot it is with the competition between Sega and Nintendo. You know, if Sega's not there, does Sony try to jump into this? You know, it, it, it's just one of those cataclysm things that could snowball all the way down the way that gaming has developed, based on. Did this console wars happen or not, you know? And it did, and it created so many amazing things that without the Genesis, you don't have the console wars. Without the Genesis, I don't think you have the push in gaming and the growth in gaming like it was. I mean, it's just one of those things where I feel like that. If we're looking at a console and saying, what's our top console? Genesis has to be in that conversation for the simple fact of what it did for the gaming industry as a whole. Not what game it put out or what thing it did, but for the fact that it pushed the big guy to do something different. You know, WCW will always be remembered not for the 80s when it was you know when it had a great run it'll be remembered for those that short time in the 90s and when you think about it it was very short it was only a handful of years year and a half I mean exactly I mean it wasn't long at all but they'll be remembered for that time frame for what they did to the wrestling wrestling industry and what they did to push it the same way Genesis will be remembered because I mean come on it's just that's about all i can say on it i probably can ramble on forever but that's that's my top and it's top for the purpose of what it did for the gaming industry as a whole
0: yeah so yeah there's a book called console wars i've read it well most of it it's it's funny when it's not supposed to be funny because the guy that wrote the dialogue and stuff, he had to make up some conversations, because they obviously don't remember all the conversations, but it was hilarious what he made up. Uh, if you can get past that, it's got a 93% rating, uh, 4.6 out of 5 on Audible. But um, it really talks about what Sega did. And Tom Kalinsky comes in just a savage, and you know, and he had to fight with the Japanese about what was the best business practice and all this, and it talks about all that and they kind of sunk their own ship, of course, we got to know all that story, but, um, he wanted to make, you know, Sonic a pack in game. They did not, of course. And this is similar to Nintendo as well. You hear, uh, Reggie Phileme talk about how, uh, you know, he got, uh, uh, Wii Sports in. And Sugiro Miyamoto was like, we don't make games to give away for free, but, you know, he wasn't a president to know. He's just a big developer and producer. Uh, but, uh, they, they eventually did. And, of course, it did really well. So, um, but uh, Sega had, the, the console itself had less colors. It had less sound. Uh, and so they had to compete with Nintendo that had the, the more uh, of all those things, Super Nintendo. So, yeah, I do agree, though, for sure, that competition breeds innovation. And that's how you get all these newer things. And that's one of the reasons why I was just kind of joking around, half-joking about Donkey Kong Country. That, well, that came out because the 32x was coming out you know one of the reasons yeah and you look at a 32x and you go oh what are these games and he's like what is this little donkey kong country on the 16-bit console looks better than any of the crap that sega's doing and i'm not n- knocking it i'm just saying that you know sega know they messed up and they make fun of it now but uh but at the end of the day one is still around and one is not unfortunate um but uh you know i did like some of the sega games um i'm getting to enjoy them on my switch now with not as much lag i did play uh, Gen- uh mega man um wiley wars on there and just got like a half a second lag button uh so maybe that game has it built in but um so not so much to blame on sega but some of the other games are a lot of fun and that sega mini man i can't even play it it's so laggy so that's not <laughs> a knock on sega it's just i hate that it's super laggy. I almost got, I almost got my, country, my video camera and showed me pushing a button, and then it sent out showing how long it takes to jump on there. We couldn't even play um, Earthworm Jim because it was so bad. But but anyway, good point though. Clear. I do like that. That's, very, that's a, that is a key cornerstone. And I kind of joked around in the chat: Genesis was the ultimate sacrifice for the future of gaming. But it comes along, did everything wrong toward the end, did everything right to get up there. All they had to do. So that you've seen this on there's this is. Uh, uh, play Value or something it was a great little show on YouTube they did like 15 episodes and they just stopped but they bring up this console war and they talk about it for like an hour I loved I loved listening to them and they were talking about how Sega came along, came along and all, and they literally said all Sega had to do was nothing because they had the majority of the market at one point and what did they do instead everything <laughs> and it just messed it all up <laughs> so I, you know um,
2: I think the Dreamcast is a very underrated console I love that console it is I love that and, console. And, spe-
1: and speaking of the Dreamcast, I've actually finally acquired my first Dreamcast.
2: Nice. They're still making
1: games for that thing. Oh, yeah. Not Sega, I, had, I, but I people. had to. I got. I found a chance to get it. I got it at Rad Junk. Yes, no. I did buy it from Rad Junk. And Red Rad Junk, Junk, what Rad Junk up? is mailing it to me. Also, I got my fi- finally got me a copy of Mario 64 from my 64. And I also got it from Rad Junk. So, uh, big shout-outs to Rad Junk. You know, shout-out.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to give him a
1: shout-out. So, um, if you're ever in Florida, go check out Rad Junk.
0: Yep. All right, Get Hollywood. on Facebook when you try to find it. I'm, I'm interested right, so, with yours.
1: Me too. I'm itching now. So, it's
0: hard now, man. You guys made it so difficult to say. All you got these great uh, c- coming-ups, and you kind of already hit on everything that I've said. But So, this hit me last minute, and it kind of puts on what everything... And it's not a. Uh, Swinging called me and said, "I think I got an idea with what you're going to say. I think I know what Clear is going to say." And I said right away, "Genesis is Clear's." We you both know, agreed on that. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a no brainer. Which is my, great point, though. Clear, really good. Uh, mine, mine
1: was like, yeah. The yeah. reason
0: why is different than what exactly. I thought, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and so, mine I was going to be the switch, and then I said, "Well, let's think about it. Which one do you play the most? Which one did you?" Uh, <laughs> which one did you, um, really enjoy? And so, uh, let's see here. So I started thinking that way and going, well, the one I played the most, the one that I have the most fond memories with lately, I don't say most fond memories, but have a lot of memories with is, yeah, <laughs> I'm wait, I'm trying to come up with a joke here, but I can't, can't, I cannot make it. But anyway, so the Xbox 360 was the one I was going to say. Um, but uh, the little system called the Amiga. Atari Jaguar. Atari Lynx. <laughs> the Lynx, the handheld Lynx that I did on for a little bit. Oh, 3DO. Another good one. So it's all kind mm. of these fun runner-ups. Um, 3DO is its own interesting little thing. Maybe not a good console, but it was fun. 360. Now, it kind of hits on what all your guys are saying. 360. To me, and that that like like you were saying, a uh, uh, swinging these graphical jumps were revolutionary. When we see yes. it, mind blowing. I you had to have it. I had to have this new system. they looking at the every game was a killer app because the graphics were just so re, you know nobody has killer apps anymore by no. the way. Um, and so, uh, which they need to get back, but you know these three. This, so 360 comes along, and that was like the last time. That it made any difference for the jumps, and it's obviously the older, like you said, swing. The longer you get up in there, the the less jumps it was. But three sixty, you you could plug in. A, I mean, a really good three sixty game, and one of these. You know, they don't even have Xbox One games anymore; just Xbox games. Yeah, you, Xbox. I don't even know if this thing is an Xbox game or is an Xbox Series X. Oh, it's made for this. Okay, it's got a Series X update, or is it a really uh, a uh, a series X game made for. And a lot of that has to do with those overlapping consoles too. They got a Mac destiny came out on the 360 and PS4 and all this. And it's like, come on. So they kind of do it the best they can. Same way for GTA five has been through like so many generations.
1: Well, and they, and they have quit making the Xbox ones all together. So that's why it's just an Xbox game now
0: yeah yeah but somebody still owns an xbox one but they, i mean exactly. if it's some some third party developer comes out and goes hey i was making this all this whole time we just finally got it out but you know whatever the case they just you know i don't know when i buy it was this an xbox one game or not but i can't even tell a difference man and I, so let me take to too far ahead i went i was into socom 2 on playstation 2 so that was a good one like you said A uh, great console um that was like the first one I had the online experience, so that could have been on my list. Uh, but it wasn't, it was more, we've all kind of talked about this already. But 360 came out, Had uh, sorry, Wars, uh, WoW and SoCom 2. So that's like all I needed to gain for a long time. I didn't even know the 360 was out. I didn't keep up with it anymore. And um, went to my buddy's apartment and right when I got in the military, and he has a 360, and I'm like, what is this? So, he's hosting new Xbox, and he's playing Halo 3. And I was like, man, this looks awesome. And some reason we just all said, Hey, let's go buy Xboxes. And we all bought Xbox 360. So all the people that didn't have it, we all played Halo three that day. And, um, and I remember being in my, had a new flat screen. Everybody's got all money. Now you're finally in the military. I'm sure swinging understands that. <laughs> and like, <a>, uh, <laughs> so you go spend it had a, the big, you know, big 50 inch TV, Xbox running. And I was sitting, chilling in my apartment. Like, man, this is awesome. Dude, look at these graphics. Look at this. It's really cool and um and the same type of thing you deployed you landed up for halo and um played it with all your buddies and that was the first one i really got online like you were seeing the ps3 so to me it was 10 years first one of the 10-year life cycle too and so they hadn't they knew that console inside and out the developers did they made great games pushed the limits all the way up it played the game off a disc which doesn't happen anymore um and um it was online, so and I. There's a huge library of great games for it right now, and I have a lot of fond memories on that one. Um, and nowadays, I remember when I got the PS4 and I got Destiny. I got the P, I got the white PS4 that came with Destiny. Yeah, I remember I that like, one. I can't, I can't wait to see these graphical jumps, and it did. But I'm looking at the moon and I'm like, man, this is gonna be awesome. I look at this and it's it was fun and it, it's okay. But now that is one that they made on 360 and so I don't know if they were downgrading it, whatever. But the point is, it wasn't hardly any near jump. Same way for now. I, saw the, I had to go try to... You know what I had to do for the Cyberpunk 2077 upgrade that we got? I had to go hmm. throw something in the water, see if it splashed. Oh, I got the upgrade. It splashed. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Or people run from you. It yeah. wasn't even that big of a... I mean, that I could notice without... It's nothing like when we, were t- we grew up. You're talking so. about...
1: I want to just throw an aside to graphics jumps then versus graphics jumps now. So graphics for ver- jumps then, when you go from a Nintendo to Super Nintendo to n64 even up to GameCube, did you have to change TVs? No, no, you didn't no. have to change TVs at all for all those generations. Even Wii, you don't have to. You can no, play right. a Wii if, if you wanted to on that. When you're looking at your jumps and graphics for these generations, especially when you're looking at going from three, uh, the PS3 to PS4 to PS5, if you don't also upgrade your monitors, Monitor. it doesn't matter. So it's a whole different ball game now in graphical changes because now it's not only what your console can do, but it's what your display can do too. Well, back then for us, our display could do it all all the way through the GameCube. The games looked amazing all the way up. Yeah. Well, I understand details. I
2: understand what you're saying. I just think, unfortunately, if you were not old enough to grow up and go through that. And I think the best way I can relate this to maybe a younger audience would be the first time you went from standard definition to HD for the very first time. And you're just like, your jaw drops. And like, for those who are too young to know that, you'll never understand what it was like to open up a Game Pro and see an Xbox. And there's this game called Halo 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 Halo. What is that? Oh, my God. You know, and, and the thing is, I think some of it's just all the choices we have nowadays, too. So Halo drops, Xbox drops, Halo, and there's probably what, maybe typical back in the day, you might be lucky to have five to ten games that drop on the console when it first came out, right? And you just have so many choices nowadays. And, like, let's be honest. Go back and yeah, look at Game Pass, look at PlayStation Plus, and if you really start looking at it, it's amazing how many games they just keep remaking and remastering. I I think I heard that they're doing Last of Us 1, not 2, but Last of Us came out on the PlayStation 3, got remastered for the PS4, and now they're remastering, remaking it for the PS5. So a lot of these games, it's almost like they're struggling to come up, and they are and they're not with original IPs, but like, once again, all that being said, and I'm not a graphics whore by any means, but the difference between a Super Nintendo game and a 64 game, or PS one game to a PS two game is absolutely jaw dropping when you lived on that, lived through that. And once again, you want to go to extremes. Look at the Final Fantasy seven on a PS one, and people forget this. Final Fantasy ten X, X came out on the PS two, and it was absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yep, still absolutely is. gorgeous. So I want to say this too. You can experience this again, and I've done it. Uh, if you go back and play, when I was on a retro game kick, and you play, if you get the discipline to do it, you know, only Super Nintendo, only play Super Nintendo for so long, uh, then jump to 64 for at least a month. And we did, and I remember this, because I got just got my 64, and I got Rogue Squadron. Mm. And um, I was playing 64, Rogue Squadron, finished it, and I was like, this game is so much fun. And I love that game, still to this day. That was one of the, my favorite games. And then I go, wait a minute they got like two of these on GameCube. Yep. I didn't even think about this. And I got that yep. GameCube version. And I was like, dude, this is unbelievable. The graphic jumps from yep. that 64 to GameCube. I mean, you know, the sounds of the just the explosion, the way that the sparks off the, the TIE fighters as you blow them up, everything. I mean, it's unbelievable. And as far as I was concerned, that's the newest thing, right? Um, because I've been in the vet- retros for, you know, a few months. And um, <clears throat> so you can kind of really to debate, well, so you won't relive it like it was when you first ever saw it because there's nothing like that you've ever seen. But you can experience, you know, go back and play N64 for three months and then play a GameCube game. You'll be like, whoa, this is a, a lot. Uh, advanced, uh, you know, the size of the games, everything.
2: And on the flip side so, of that, um, look back at it, look back at those two games you just said. If you look at Star Wars, Rogue Squadron 2 and 3 today, and those games, uh, I'm sure one of you can look it up real quick. Those games have got to be 12, 15 years old. And do they oh, dude, really we'll, look that yeah. much They're different good. than today? I mean, like if you really think about it, is there really, games might be bigger, they, you know, you got HD and 4K, but like, those graphics are not I'll that far what, off
1: right now. Look, Look at PlayStation uh, I Two. I have to argue with that on that one. To a certain they're, extent, com- not compared to. I
0: obviously, mean, they're I'm, better, but
1: I'm sorry when you when you look at so if if you're if you're comparing it to like if you're comparing like Rogue Squadron Two to like say Battlefront Two, yeah. It, okay, n- yeah. light years apart on graphics. Light years apart on graphics. You're talking a PS2 game, but yeah,
2: I, I know what you're talking about.
1: But you, your point. Was the graphical jump from a PS2 to PS4? You're saying is not that. I mean, but you take an example like that. Okay, you got and light years the, of a I jump. I think it depends on here's the game Here's a good you're example right
0: too. here. It is. I see what you're saying, swing. But here's a good example. Go get on high definition TV, Gran Turismo 4 for PlayStation 2, and tell me that that don't look like a PlayStation, an early PlayStation 4 game. You can look at the, uh, you can look at the uh, pictures right here. Gran Turismo is
1: one of the exceptions, though. You're pulling out one of the biggest exceptions of it because Gran Turismo it plays on a PS2 look, versus a at, PS4. Gran Turismo, period, on all of them was always graphically pushing the boundaries everywhere. If you get GT7 right now and get it, you think you're driving a freaking oh, real yeah, no, car. I get it. it's just sick. No, no, but I'm just saying GT is one of those exceptions of where. The graphics are just insane, and you're looking at but that... But the you're, point
0: you're, was that the PS2 can do so, it.
1: So are you comparing GT4 on PS2 to just any game, or are you comparing it to another GT game on PS4? You can compare
0: it to any game on uh, PS4, See, or, or let's say 360.
1: I, I'm sorry. that's to, to me, that's that's like comparing apples to <clears throat> marshmallows. It's just it's two different ball games because GT the GT game series is one of those games that are just a graphic boundary pushing game. So we can't period. use
0: that one because the graphics are too good. Uh,
1: they are. That's I mean, what you're honestly, saying. We really can't use are. that really, one. Okay, if we I, get rid really of the good graphic
0: going, games on PS2, then we can I compare mean, it.
1: Like like with like <laughs> with Rogue Squadron, that was a great comparison because you can see the. Big gaps of it when you start comparing comparing it to a light game. When you compare Rogue Squadron Two to say a early entry PS4 game, then yeah, you start seeing those graphical places shrink down a lot. You know, but Rogue I, Squadron is one of the better ones to do that comparison. So with, we're just I would not opinion. miss the
0: point here. All I'm saying is, and all we're trying to say is the PS2. Like what, what I say the Xbox 360 was the last and it was still a smaller jump. Nothing like PS1 yeah. to PS2. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree with that. PS2 is, you know, and what Swing was saying earlier, PS2 is about as far back as you can go and still feel like you're playing a regular game. Examples, you know, which is the GameCube version, like we said, uh, Star, uh, Star Wars and then obviously what I just said, Gran Turismo. So, uh, those are good ones and that's just my limited knowledge of it. Other games uh, uh, that uh, San Andreas, no. That game, I, I can't play it even on the it, remastered. It's just Yeah, we tough. had that talk. It's, yeah. not, it's mostly mechanics. But, um, you know, you get a brand new kid that don't know anything about video games, like my, well, my kids for woodwork <laughs> and go back and say, go play this game. And they're like, that looks terrible. I don't even want to touch it. You could probably get them to play a, a good a Gran Turismo on PS2. Or you could probably get them to play a Star Wars. You could get them to play stuff on 360 because it's it's close enough to them to where they recognize it. Yeah. But before that, I mean, it was... That's the whole point, is that it jumped so much, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and now it doesn't. And so that's just, you know, how far can you go to make it real?
2: I think we're going to VR Um, next. PS6 and Xbox 47, or whatever they're going to name it the next time, Xbox Series (laughs) Series 2 cubed. I I think VR is the next big jump, because, once again, (laughs) I mean, the PS4... And I know I'm joking with Hollywood here because I I don't think you have a Pro, do you? You have an OG PS4?
0: I got an OG one, yeah. Yeah, you have an OG one.
2: So, I mean, it's more, you know, that thing's just wheezing and has, you know, asthma and it's struggling right now. But, I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: I'm not going to lie to you. Like,
2: I I really do enjoy my PS5. There definitely is a technology thing going over, um, you know, the PS4, but it's not that big. It's not. I mean, you're... If you have a PS4, you haven't gotten a PS5, you are missing out, but you're not missing out on that much. You're really not,
1: in my opinion. No, I 100% agree with you. I I 100% agree with you on that, because I have both a PS4 Pro and a PS5. Yeah. Now, granted, my PS4 Pro is still in its box from when I moved up here, because I had PS5, and I don't need the PS4 Pro. But if I didn't have the OLED TV that does 120 hertz. And I'm comparing able to compare it to apples to apples. Yeah, you don't need a PS5 at that point because they've got the line so blurred there that, you know, the games are the same on both. There's not enough there for you to jump onto if you don't have the equipment around it. You know, I've got the OLED TV, 120 uh, hertz hertz yeah. refresh rate. Yeah, and and I've and I've also got the Atmos. Sound system, you know, with my sound bar, I've got a sound bar with Dolby Atmos that has all of that. When I'm playing MLB The Show 22, oh my gosh, it sounds like people are, you know, when I hear people heckling me when I'm batting, it sounds like I'm really up to bat and somebody's heckling yeah. me from the stands. You know, it's it's insane. But look at what I had to do to get to that jump. You know, to make that PS5 a jump, I had to make so much That's more an investment. Skip. Oh yeah, you know, because because. <clears throat> on the ps4 it doesn't do the atmos it doesn't do those sounds everything's oh, no. flat so when you have that when you have the surround sounds you don't have that you go to the ps5 the jumps are in are you willing to invest in the technology then it pushes those jumps and makes those jumps from a small jump to okay that's a considerable jump because i can see the differences i can hear the differences now and things like that and i totally agree with you there too uh swinging on as far as the next jump the next big jump is going to come from vr i mean look at what and I hate that Facebook bought it, but what Oculus was doing, yeah, and what they're doing now. Beat Saber is an amazing game that everybody plays if they've got an Oculus, you know, and it's getting people to get into that. Now they're starting to talk about how you're going to do online games in VR with each other using your Oculus Rift. You know, PlayStation 4 has the PSVR. You know, it was a niche thing, not 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 that great, but they already announced that they're doing it a PSVR PS5, 2. Yeah, for the PS5, I'm ready to see what what boundaries they push on that. You know, where where are we going to go with that? Because it's all about immersion now at this point. It's not so much the graphics because you had those graphics jumps through all those early ones. Now we're starting to max out on what we can do graphics wise. How far can we immerse you into the games? I mean, look at some of the virtual reality rooms that they're building now for you to play yeah. a Call of Duty-esque game where you're running around with a VR headset on in this room that has just, you know, random blocks up but when you're watching the game it's a rock it's a wall you know you've got the immersion now you know there's that running pad that they have for you know vr games that you run in place but it's the omnidirectional treadmill Mm -hmm. you know it's all about immersion to move on to the next jump so that's just my bit there everybody knows i'm the tech heavy person in all of this and that's that's where it's going and yeah
0: all right, let's go ahead and take this to the uh, to the uh, group here, <clears throat> the gaming lounge. Uh, just going to bring up some people. Uh, Salty J, favorite consoles: PS One, Nintendo, and Super Nintendo, probably in that order. I, I said uh, maybe I'd flip the SNES, but his his, uh, his kind of thing. What you're talking about, clear with the, with the Genesis role. Uh, he's a Nintendo role. He said uh, I was on the fence, but I had the edge. Didn't even try to say. I think I have edge. <laughs> he has the edge because NES set the standard. Period. Dot. Two periods. All right. So that was the reason he said that. Anthony said switch GameCube and Game Boy Advance, which is a handheld. Which if we could do. This is a, this. Is a, I thought this was going to be a short conversation, but uh, the Game Boy Advance. That's a, a great console, but I've never been in a handheld. So we gonna talk about. We're gonna want we'll to do another. I want to do another podcast about handhelds. Period. I mean, that could be, that's very interesting there. Why, I I mean, I, I, there's a great games, great consoles on them. But for some reason, I just never could get into the handheld. Probably because of the immersion piece, like you're talking about, Clear. And then Zach Moore, 360 was lit when it hit the scene, no <laughs> doubt. You know? <laughs> and then uh, I got a few more here. Um, let me find them. I couldn't pull it up all at I'm once.
1: Tr- I'm trying to get to the group, but it's, it's not letting me.
0: Yeah, so, uh, all right, so here we go. Uh, Aaron and Champion, I'm in between N64 and PS1. So many great games in that generation, absolutely. Most of which are consistently listed on best list. I agree. Um, 64 is one of the interesting ones. Somebody just said NES, uh, Louis Barada, And uh, Chevy Vega, does the DS count? We don't even consider it a console <laughs> so we had to set it absolutely. straight absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> great times for the ds loved how some games would allow wireless multiplayer with just a single cartridge yeah that was a lot of fun that was true that did that yeah um super mario uh was one of my favorite they had a mini games on there you could play it was so much fun um so uh chat anthony brought up so let's let's try to let's try to not go crazy here Because this is a lot of, we could open up a can of worms here with these questions as well. But let's just go down the list, starting with swinging. So what do you look for in a console when you're just, just kind of just kind of just marry these up when you're doing your selections? What were you kind of looking for real quick? And what do you look for in a console now?
2: Honestly, consoles, it's exclusives. Uh, I'm, I'm not really a PS or an Xbox fanboy. It's whatever has the better exclusives. I believe PlayStation's been killing that the last couple of generations. So that's one. I would have said what my boys are playing on, but since so many games have gone to crossplay, <laughs> that really doesn't matter anymore, to be honest with you. Very and, true. Yeah, and I mean, I, that, I, today in today's world, it really would boil down to, hey, I want to play this game. Are you guys going to play it? Who's going to play it with me? Does it have cross play? Okay, get it on whatever you want to get it on. It, w- what's fun at this point? I mean, that's the short answer to those, I would think.
1: Yeah. So for me on that, it boils down to just a couple factors. One, what can I afford at the time? Two, what can I get at the time?
0: So eventually you get all of them. And then three. <laughs> so, I know I'm, the, I'm probably the worst one to say this because I got every console ever I, I, made I've is my them. favorite. I, I've,
1: I've got them. You know, the only thing I'm missing. Uh, what
0: do you look for in a console? I, I don't uh, have a PS3. Yes. For the box and in the store, I don't have a
1: <laughs> Xbox One. That model. I've got every other single console except for those two. Except for like the Atari Jaguars, Neo Geos, all that. I don't have any of those. But like talking about like Nintendo, Sega, all of those main lines. I don't have a Wii or Wii U. I've never owned either one of those. So yeah, four consoles out of all of them. I've got all of them. I've got Sega 32X. I've got the 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 CD. I've got the Saturn, all of that. But to say it, you know, when I'm looking at it and I really look at what makes me want to get a console i mean i have to go with swing i have to go swinging flat out exclusives who's got the exclusives that i want to play because outside of the exclusives pretty much any game is cross play cross platform and you can play it anywhere you know nintendo being the outlier in all of that with the exception of some of the games recently because nintendo has all of their nintendo games that you can't play anywhere else so it's really boils down to what can i afford at the time what's available at the time because i just i honestly i got seriously super lucky that i was able to get both the ps5 and the series x on release like me getting the series x was like a miracle stroke of luck and that's the only reason why I have both of them right now. Otherwise, I probably would only have the PS5 right now. But um, I, I kind of have leaned towards the PlayStation since uh, PS4, PS4, and PS5. Um, I was heavy SOCOM player with uh, Hollywood. I wasn't a fan of the. Xbox, you know, the first Xbox, the 360, I got it just because, you know, Hollywood had it. Everybody I knew had it. And at that time, there was no cross play. So you either got a system you could play with your buddies or you didn't. So I was like, well, I want to play with my buddies. So that's why I got that one peer pressure. That's what it boils down to. But no. um, Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, it's availability, affordability and. (coughs) Does it have the games I want to play?
0: Yeah, back in the day, I would have said whichever console has Final Fantasy on it,
1: and that's how I did
0: it. <laughs> you know, I went yes. to PS, PS One, PS Two. We doing it now. It's everywhere. Um, and so, uh, you know, I don't know. I obviously with the funnest games, right? We don't know what they're gonna be until we do them. And so it's going to be mostly like you said. Ex- it, it really, I bought 360 because it had halos. So that's an exclusive. I wanted that. um And I'm not even. I mean, I'm not searching. I know Clear could get me a PS5 if all I have to do is just say, "Hey, can you get me a PS5?" Because he's got all the tricks and stuff.
1: I got you. But
0: yeah, but I really don't. I, just, I mean, that's how there's the only reason I would buy it is because it's faster than my PS4, and uh, I'm running out more space and all this kind of stuff, and I could play with. Uh okay, you well, play grand GTA five now.
1: It, it ain't got more space. So don't don't no. it's, it's not that. It's got it's got more horsepower. It well ain't what got I mean is I can
0: put more Playstation four well no they'd be the same. Nope. Yeah. So but uh Playstation four games aren't as big as the new ones, but um this is kinda of what I was thinking there. But uh yeah, so don't have any more space, but um I could at least play GTA 5 with my boys. I can't. don't even cross over to the console. That's ridiculous too. I was pretty upset about it's that. so stupid. It's wild. But but anyway, um, so I, I saw the the Xbox and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I do love Xbox's utility in turn. So this does impact my decision to some degree and kind of. And I've always liked it better than somebody. Somebody wants to join a party. Beep beep, okay, push the middle button. Hey, guess what? We're in the party click join and i got to do that with playstation you can kind of do that but it's like well you already have a party do you want to do that like, what party i don't have a party i don't gotta and every time somebody joins a party it sends me a message they changed all that up it's just terrible it irritates yeah. you and it's i got a million new messages and all they are is just oh somebody wants to start a party with you like i don't need that to be a message and uh, i know you can go in there and change it and fix it it's just it's just a little bit uh, obnoxious and that whole just a list. I don't know the cross and Xbox did it down just because, um, so those things will impact eventually if it's all the same, you, uh, you, then I'll you say
1: you saying that with the pop-ups make me think about, um, a part in the ready player one movie where they're talking about the ad space across your VR visor. Uh, I don't you
0: remember, remember that. that part. No. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's in the movie part and they're talking about once we, um, the corporation i forget the name of them but once the corporation owns it we'll we'll owns the oasis we'll be able to put ads through 80 percent of your vision so like you only have this little bitty hole now that you can see what's going on in the oasis and everything else is ads and when hollywood was saying that that's made me think of that because it's like with the playstation what was annoying about it is is those stupid little pop ups on your screen in the middle of the game all the time it's like stop and that's on yeah. by default and you have to go in and turn it off manually Xbox yeah. I don't have that issue
0: yeah and, so I like the it, controller on Xbox and a controller makes a difference I mean everything's going to have little impacts but uh, it's probably mostly I would deal with it if it has the exclusives uh, but if I have to get rid of every console except for one if I had to do it I would probably just keep the the switch like we talked about Um, just because I already know they got fun games. Uh, It's Nintendo. They're always going to have fun games. And they'll get a couple of third parties that'll be to depth and when I want to get in some story or just play Fire Emblem. But anyway, so we could go on. There's a lot of other questions. Prefer creativity or graphic power or, you know, you just kind of answer does system exclusives impact your decision? Um, But... I'm really interested in this Game Boy Advance that Anthony brought up. So this is we're going to have to dig deeper into this another time about the about uh you know, handhelds and kind of how does that I mean, I don't know. There'll be some kind of thing about it because it 3DS, is an interesting topic. What is up What's I, up with handhelds?
2: I still play with my 3DS and my <laughs> PS Vita. I to this day I still even with the Switch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna to have to save all that for another
0: time, yeah, guys. No, absolutely. I mean,
1: it's it's handhelds. Dude, that's just a whole another different world.
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, look, it's a good podcast. I'm glad that we this, this we went way longer than I thought. We had a lot of good stuff to say about it. I thought it was going to be quick, and it was not. It got a little sentimental at times. We had some highs and lows <laughs> going on. Maybe we can have some fun even with got, that.
1: Even got a little feisty at times.
0: Got a little <laughs> feisty. Highs, <laughs> lows, feisties. Just you never know what the swing of emotions that you go through. On the H and K video game experience, but we appreciate you guys listening to us, and I'm glad you could join us swinging. Anthony, thanks for joining us, man. Always welcome. But until next time, guys, keep gaming pure. pure. Later, later. Later, Thanks for having us.
1: i right.